This show is part of the Pika Science Podcast, studying the intersection of video games and science. Bum, 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 Welcome back, everyone, to Lila's Lessons. I'm Madison, and with me today is... Lila. Peaches. Okay. Peaches of the Minotaur. We have rodents with us. <laughs> we, we do, for a special rodentia... Uh, rodentia? Is that how you say it? Rodentia episode, rodent episode. Uh, you have who do you have with you today? Plusle and Minum. Plusle and Minum are pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I have my Pachirisu named Kala, named <laughs> after your sister Chloe. I think I named the um, Plusle and Minum Sugar and Salt. That's a good name. <laughs> sugar and Salt are great. I think um, Plusle was Sugar and Minum was Salt. Okay. Well, those were mine and your other moms in college. Yeah. Yeah. Another yours, passing on the flame. All right. So we're talking about rodents today. Uh, this is an awesome episode you came up with, and it's actually going to be a two-parter. Because there's so many rodent Pokemon. There's a lot. And you wanted to talk about all the rodents. And so we're going to talk about as many of the rodents as we can. Because I have guinea pigs. <laughs> uh, that said... We are not going to talk about Pokemon that might be rodents or plausibly rodents. Uh, we want to go on the things that we are like for certain. This Definitely is rodent. rodents like Pikachu. Yeah, it's a bit harder for us to hit everything else like Nidoran or Cyndaquil. Um, it just would take forever. Because so we don't all- know what if they're rodents or not. <laughs> well, and then we already have quite a bit here to talk about. So, all right, let's jump into it. Lila, what are rodents? What is a rodent? Well, it's a mammal. Okay. <laughs> They have front teeth that never stop growing. Okay, well, what what makes them a mammal? Well, they have fur, make milk for their babies, and have live babies. Oh, instead of dead babies, they don't make they don't make zombie babies. No, you know what I mean. Okay, yes, they don't. They're not born of eggs, unlike Pokemon. So, what else makes a rodent a rodent? You said they have front teeth that never stop growing. Anything else? Uh, they're primarily or. Over- Overboars. Oh, okay. So the whole idea of all those horror movies where like rats eat people is probably not true. Probably not, but we'll talk about that later. There's a lot here and we have a really long list. Like it's an entire page long. So this might be um, a little longer than normal. We're also not doing a closing. We'll do that next month. So yeah, yeah. Two parters, yo. It's a cliffhanger episode. Will Lila wake up from the coma? Find out next time. I'm not gonna go in a coma. Okay, it's not. It's not all my children. It's not a soap opera. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so what makes rodents special? They have really, really big teeth. I know. If for anyone who didn't know, beavers' teeth are orange. Yeah, but what else about them? Some of their teeth are strong enough to chew through some some different kinds of metals, which is really cool. But not all metals. So I know like with rats, if you, if your home has uh, rats kind of encroaching upon it, I know you can do like a steel wire mesh. They can't chew through that. But yeah, some metals they can chew through. So you got to be careful. What else? All of them have whiskers. They don't really have good eyesight. So they use whiskers to kind of um, tell where they are. Well, and some of, their, some of them, like a rat, can determine... An object, shape, size, orientation, and texture just by stroking their whiskers over it. Which is so cool. Because they can feel the vibrations and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Some of them can swim. Like, I know, surprisingly, capybaras are really good swimmers. And, yeah. 
And beavers. Beavers, beavers are great are swimmers. Yeah. And rats. Rats actually can swim pretty great distances, which is yeah. one of the one of the reasons why rats become such a migratory or non-native species, because they can swim. Not that they're swimming across the oceans, but they can swim and it allows their populations to kind of grow in new locations. Guinea pigs can swim, but you shouldn't make them because they're really um it's mean. <laughs> so guinea pigs can. Yeah. But they don't want to. No, that's fair. And anyone doesn't know, you have uh, guinea pigs at your uh, other mom's house. I do. I have two guinea pigs. Their names are Moonlight and Twilight. What else? They have a really strong sense of smell. Like I said, again, they really don't have good eyesight. So this really helps them too. Yeah. Um, and it's why you need to like make sure you're hiding your food if you live in an area where there are you know rodents nearby. Yeah. Um, because they can smell it and they'll come find it. They're you know they like to eat. And. They're, like, widespread. They live on every continent except for Antarctica. So kangaroo rats live in warm climates and jerboas live in deserts. Porcupines live in moderate climates and capybaras live in the rest rainforest. Beavers can handle cooler temperatures and lemmings and squirrels live in the Arctic. Yeah. So, you know, they're all over the place and that's kind of really cool. But they're not in the Antarctic. Because that's cold. Many have very large ears, like guinea pigs and rats have huge ears. Yeah, and those help them hear things, right? They're good uh, as a prey animal. It helps them, you know, hear predators nearby, which means they're more likely to get away. Yeah, and especially if you have, like, again, bad eyesight, then that helps them as well. Yeah. Some can glide like flying squirrels. Yeah, and they're not really flying, but they do glide for sure. And they're really cute. They are. All right, what else we got? Some have needles or spines like porcupines. Yeah, they have those quills, right? Yeah, they also reproduce really quick. And I did want to talk about that. Anyone that's owned a hamster or a gerbil, you'll know that they eat their babies. <laughs> and I know you might think, like, that's a terrible adaptation, right? Yeah. But why is it good? Um, because for hamsters, if they have too many babies and they can't take care of all of them, she'll eat two of them so that she can make sure that the survivors get can like the such she can make sure at least some of her pups can live. But if she don't didn't eat them, then she, they would have there would be too many pups for her to take care of, and likely they would all die out. Yeah. Um. Did I ever tell you the story about your uh, aunt's? Uh, hamster. Uh, when it gave birth, we didn't know that they ate babies. And then um, all of a sudden, she was out there screaming that there was a hamster foot in the mom's mouth. Uh, there were four. I think there were four that were left because we gave we got rid of two of them. And then your aunt kept one. And I kept one. Yeah, they uh, can only take care of four babies at a time. Anyways, they can actually be really smart. Rats are kept in labs because they're just really smart. Um, yeah. So, you know, rats and mites are often used in like research labs, uh, especially behavioral research. Well, uh, you know, behavioral psychology will use it or, you know, behavioral studies uh, like to use rats and mice. Uh, not to talk about the ethical or unethical uh, barriers when we're talking about uh, medical and cosmetic testing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that their intelligence does make them a great candidate for certain types of behavioral research. And rats can be trained. I know people who had uh, a rat as a pet. They would walk it on a leash. They could actually, um, like, trained like dogs, know their name, come down. Uh, your aunt had another hamster growing up that did know its name. Really? Yeah, it would get out. His name was Dopey, uh, but he was not very dopey. And when he would get out, your aunt, we could just call him, like, Dopey, and he would, like, make himself known. <laughs> 
Um, guinea, my guinea pigs actually know their names. That's cute. Because when they misbehave, we tell call their names, and then they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Uh, what else do we know about rodents? Some can be really good at digging. I know that chipmunks, for hibernation, they don't hibernate in trees. They dig burrows. Uh, some of them do tunnels. You know, I think of things like uh, prairie dogs. Prairie dogs are rodents. They, you know, complex tunnel systems. Or, like, I try to think of, like, the chipmunks that dig in your yard. Yeah, for sure. Many can climb. Surprisingly, I guess porcupines can climb. Yeah, many porcupines like to climb up into trees. Uh, and definitely, you know, a great adaptation to avoid predators. You know, especially with the flying squirrels, too. Yeah. Where you can get in one tree and then glide to another like great adaptations I, I think overall rodents have a lot of adaptations that make them really great defensive prey animals not that they don't get caught but because of you know the sheer numbers and the reproduction and then all of these other things put together like they're smart they're adaptive they can handle eating different kinds of food which we didn't really even talk about you know like certain rodents can eat pretty much anything and those adaptive behaviors and adaptive traits are what make them so you know likely to survive many rodents are also kept as pets yeah uh, I think they're kept as pets because they're relatively easy to take care of and pretty small. I mean, I know guinea pigs get to clean their cage every day, but like hamsters, not like you don't have to do anything with them. Uh, chinchillas are an exception though. I know that my ex-wife had a chinchilla. Yeah, there are some most rodents are really easy, but some are like difficult, like really difficult. Snoopy needed a lot of care. I, I And I remember that you know, like I know with chinchillas, like if their body temperature varies or they get wet, like they're just like, I'm dead. Uh, but some of them can be trained too, right? Like the rats on yeah. a leash. Or we just talked about them knowing their names. Yeah. Pokemon. We do need to talk about Pokemon. That's why we're here. This whole show is about Pokemon. And so <laughs> that's why we're here. We're here to talk about Pokemon. So first off, we are only going to go through a handful today. And we're going to go through more next time, right? Yep, next month. So first we got to talk about Pokemon and what they're based on. Pikachu is, I think, a mouse... So choo-choo is actually the sound of a mouse squeaking uh, in Japanese, kind of like the way we, we would go like squeak, squeak for a mouse. Choo-choo. Uh, choo-choo. Yeah. And actually, the creators have revealed that Pikachu's original design is actually not based on a mouse. It's based on a squirrel. Hmm. Uh, so think of the big peak, the big cheek pouches. Oh, my God. And then also remember that Pikachu used to be a lot fatter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot rounder when it was first drawn. And actually, before that, if I'm not mistaken, it was based on a dessert. The original <laughs> concept The original concept for it. Uh, that said, a Pikachu is not a Pika. And if you don't no. know what a Pika is, you can look at our logo. That's a Pika. A Pika is actually not related to, to rodents. They are more closely related to rabbits, which are not rodents. I know many people might think that rabbits are rodents, but they're not. No, they're related to their own family. Uh, well, they're both related as that they're, they're they have a common ancestor, and that they're both in they're both mammals. But they are not rodents. Yeah. Yeah. Besides that, they're not part of the rodent family. Um, but also, like Pikachu is very rodent-like, right? Like it's got those big cheek pouches, like a yeah. squirrel. All right, who's next? Raichu. Raichu. Ray Ray. Raichu, I think, um, is a kangaroo rat because they hop like kangaroo rats. <laughs> well, um, so kangaroo rats are named that because they hop like kangaroos. Yeah, and they also have really long tails. Like Raichu. Got that long tail. Raichu's so cute. What <laughs> else could it be based off of? Um, Jerboa because it lives Which are, so, uh, so Jerboas, for anyone who doesn't know, are desert rodents that are from North Africa or Asia. Which they kind of like a kangaroo rat, but they're a little bit different. Yeah. They got those big old jumping feet like Raichu, though. What else tells you it's a rodent, though? 
Um, it has cheek pouches, which cheek pouches. Lots of rodents have that. Yeah, you gotta stuff your food somewhere, yo. Can't put it anywhere else. You can't put it in your fridge. Gotta keep it in your cheeks. Who's next? Plus all mine, the ones I have with me. They're just kind of a generic mouse, uh, but also based on a cheerleader and also based on adorable. You can't be based on adorable, but... (laughs) You can be. But they're cute. So what else tells us that they're a rodent? They have cheek pouches. They work in communities. Mice are... Because mice are very social animals. Yeah, uh, mice are incredibly social. And we'll talk about that a little bit more below. Uh, so uh, we also got Ratatata and Raticate. What do you know about them? We think Ratatata and Raticate are a brown rat. So uh, Raticate's colors uh, and deposition seem more wild, which would be more of a brown rat. Uh, those are the wild rats that you find. But also they might be based on... Fancy rats? Yeah, they might be based on the fancy rat or a Dumbo rat, which is a type of fancy rat. So fancy rats, for anyone who doesn't know, those are the domesticated rat. And the Dumbo rat has big old ears, just like Ratatata. And Dumbo. <laughs> also, they're clearly, you know, rodents because they have... Um, teeth? <laughs> they got those big old teeth, right? Yeah. Like, those are not small teeth in any way, shape, or form. No, you wouldn't want to get bit by one. There's also the Alolan Ratatata. And I know we just did an episode, Jared and I, talking about them being based on the black rat or the Polynesian rats, you know, non-native species of rats brought to Hawaii, just like Ratatata, you know, and being nocturnal like some of the counterparts. And again, they got those big old teeth. Uh, our next mouse or rat is, our next mouse is one that you do not like. Tandemouse and Mousehold. I do not like Tandemouse. I think they're, like, Tandemouse and Mousehold are my, like, like they're the best. <laughs> I loved using them through the game just because Nuzzle and Super Fang. (laughs) It made it really easy to catch wild Pokemon with them. (laughs) No, they're still weak, though. You have a Super Fang and Nuzzle. Yeah, but they're creepy. I think they're adorable. But they're clearly mice. Like, their design is just mice. But also, they live in a nest like mice, right? Yeah, mice actually do build nests. Um, But they also have those big old teeth when they open their mouth. All right, so next one up, we got more Peko. Which is what? A hamster. Yeah, why is it a hamster? It hoards food, and it's very territorial. It also bites, and it turns evil like a hamster when it's mad. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they're also possibly based on guinea pigs due to the, you know, the broken coloration, which is something that is known about, which is something that's noticeable in guinea pigs, uh, you know, not as much known in hamsters, or not as much as noticeable. Guinea pigs have very... Not as much associated with hamsters. No, they have very different coloration. Like, if you get two guinea pigs, chances are they're going to have very different coloration. Now, uh, they also have cheek pouches, the Morapecos, which is adorable. Uh, And our our last one that we're going to talk about today is... Dene. Yeah, Dene, Dene. which is what? A gerbil or a hamster. Yeah, look at that long tail, yo. Gerbils are basically just hamsters with long tails. Um, Also, those big cheek pouches. Yeah, I think a lot of the rodent pouches. Rodents have cheek pouches. A lot of the rodent Pokemon do, yeah. And then the teeth. Those got those big old teeth. Pikachu should have bigger teeth. Yeah, Pikachu has tiny teeth. All right, so now we're going to talk about the Pokemon and their adaptations as a Pokemon. So with Pikachu, what are the adaptations it has? It lives with others. Yeah, you know, um, and living with others of your species as an adaptation uh, means that you can work together, means that, you know, more of you are aware of predators. More of you can help find food. It, it does increase survival. And we know that they do things like they recharge each other. When one is like tired, the like, here's some electricity, buddy. And then 
Pikachu gets better. Yeah. And they also touch tails as a form of greeting, which shows culture. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Uh, but Pikachu is also like the main adaptation, I would argue, is electricity. They can yeah. make electricity, which I don't want to touch that. Yeah. I mean, yes. They also, they apparently, they roast berries to make them tender because they don't have big teeth to eat them with. So, you know, they can soften them up and be like, what a delicious meal. I could not chew this before. Um, which which kind of goes into the idea that they're really smart. You know, they understand human culture, uh, which is like why they cosplay, right? Yeah. Cosplay Pikachu clearly understands human culture because it dresses like humans. And also, like, they come across something new, they test it with electricity. So, like, they test to see what that is. So, they're, like, systematic. I think of uh, velociraptors, right? Yeah. When we brought them in, they were testing the fences. Like, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. The, the Pikachu's like, what is that? Bzz, that's cool. <laughs> or, bzz, oh, that thing's scary. Let's run. It's a great, uh, great adaptation when an animal is intelligent and actually can act systematically. And not to say that all animals don't have their intelligence, but like an animal that can act systematically can survive, uh, you know, intense yeah. situations. Uh, our next Pokemon, though, is Raichu. Um, Alolan Raichu. It can surf, apparently, to avoid threats on the ground. Yeah, it can literally levitate with its psychic powers. And, uh, you know, it can also use those psychic powers to move things. So, like, that's an awesome adaptation. Not only do you have to not get close to your foe, but you can also just, like, lift yourself above it. Yeah, like, you don't have to get close to it. You don't have to be by it. Like, float over it. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Bye. Also, like, you know, we've seen Raichu in the anime bounce on its tail to avoid getting also, the tail acts as a counterbalance, like a kangaroo rat. Uh, well, not like a kangaroo rat, more like a, I think of like a cheetah. Because like the Raichu in the anime, when it fought Pikachu, was moving super fast. And the counterbalance helps it through the turns, right? Um, but also, like, it uses its tail to ground itself because its voltage is so high it could injure itself. Yeah. So, like, it knows that its voltage is so high, so it's grounding it so that the excess is going into the ground and not into it. Yeah. What else? Little Raichu... Releases a sweet smell from its cheek to attract mates. It could attract mates. It could also, you said it might attract uh, predators. Yeah. Like, what if a predator gets you? Like, that's a really bad adaptation. It might be a good adaptation. How is it good? I don't know. I, you know, like, you can attract them away from your family. Yeah, but then you still die. But survival is not about the individual as an animal. Survival is about the population. Well, I still think it's a bad adaptation. That's fair. Okay, let's keep going. Plus, we'll mind interrupt next. Uh, they can cheer on their allies. And community is a great adaptation. Social structures are an amazing adaptation we see in animals because it allows them to cooperate and solve challenges together. And I think the fact that plus one mining can do this really shows that adaptation. What else? They can drain electricity from telephone poles. So like if they don't want to be something to happen, they can just... Yeah, if they don't want to use all of theirs, they can borrow it. Yeah. Quote unquote borrow. <laughs> Sorry, your electricity's gone forever. But I use it for a good cause. You just don't get it. <laughs> what else? What else? They can make sparks pom-poms. Yeah, they can make pom-poms with their sparks. Little, like, cheerleader pom-poms and be like, hey, go you. Other minor and plusle. Um, So the next one we're going to talk about is Rattata. What do we got about Rattata? Rattata. Rattata. Um, it eats everything. Which, that's an adaptation because you're less likely to, to starve from lack of food, right? Because you can eat 
anything. Yeah, what else? Um, small and quick. Yeah, so they can escape from predators by, like, you know, getting away from them. It bites anything that attacks it, like predators. Yeah. It reproduces very quickly. More offspring means more mice. Yeah, uh, if, you know, the, there's more mites. And also, like, the Pokedex says if you see one, there's 40 nearby. So <laughs> having those large groups and, you know, like reproducing quickly i think that is an adaptation because the species itself is more likely to survive um you know when there is difficulty just because you know they're able to avoid you know they're able to ensure that at least someone is there to continue on their genetics and they have big ears yeah and they can listen even when they sleep which i mean talk about being a super prey right like you are aware of predators when you're asleep i mean nothing's gonna sneak up on you and eat you like you can just and like if you eat everything you can just eat the predator well yeah i mean be careful with that one but uh you know like hearing when things are nearby lets you avoid being snuck up on that said you know like the uh the Alolan Ratata is nocturnal, and it avoids its predators, which are not. So it's awake during the night, and it avoids all the things that eat it that are awake during the day. Um, the Alolan Ratatas live in um, colonies? Yeah, they live with a boss raticate, which means that they are able to act as a team more, ensure that they have enough food for everyone. The Alolan Ratatata only eats fresh food, so it doesn't get poisoned. That's true, too, and that is an adaptation. Earlier, we talked about an adaptation being eating everything, but it also can be an adaptation to specialize or to ensure that you're only eating the highest quality of food uh, because it you know, decreases the likelihood of being poisoned. You don't want to die. That, that is true. And our next one's going to be Raticate. And their Pokedex entry says that their whiskers help them maintain balance. So I think of things like otters, you know, that uses whiskers to help them maintain balance and kind of navigate. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, They also have apparently webbed feet that can help them swim, which is... Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Uh, super rats. <laughs> <laughs> they are. What else can they do? They can topple concrete buildings by just gnawing on them. And when you think about it, that's like... That, like, your teeth are so strong when you can do that. Like, nothing's going to mess with you. Yeah. Well, and Alolan Raticate, you know, they take over groups of Alolan Ratata and they command them. So that's an adaptation, too, uh, because they can use other animals to do the work that they don't have to do then. Yeah. I mean, that's a great adaptation, if you ask me. But also, they hoard food. And when you're hoarding food, you know, lots of things, you know, you're, you're likely to be able to withstand things like drought or, you know, displacement or, you know, any sort of things that are unexpected. So by having extra food, you're less likely to, you know, go hungry. Our next Pokemon, though, we're going to talk about uh, Tandem Mouse and Mousehold. And what are some of their adaptations? Um, they can reproduce very quickly and they live in families. And again, that goes into the whole numbers game. As an yeah. animal, when you have, when you're making more offspring or you're living in larger groups. Yeah, it's just better. It's better because you're able to, you know, like ensure that at least someone survives when there's predators. They also protect their young. That's an amazing adaptation. Not every animal does that. No, I do know a few rodents who do that, though. They don't all eat their babies? Guinea pigs protect their young. From what? From guinea pirates? From predators. From guinea pirates. You heard it here. No, they protect their young <laughs> from predators. And that's why have a guinea pig. Make sure it's not going to have babies or it'll hate you. 
Also, you know, they build huge nests with many rooms. So that's yeah. an adaptation too, because they have large living space, meaning it's not cramped. Um, there's enough space for them to, you know, have more, which means that again, like it's that numbers game. And if predators do make it in, even if you have, like, if you have more rooms, there's more places for them to check and more time for you to get away. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, uh, meerkats do that too. Yeah. Where they have the large elaborate tunnel systems and one of them will like acknowledge and they'll all get out a different way. Their teeth are strong enough to cut through almost any material to build their nest too, which is really great. Uh, you know, amazing adaptation to essentially be able to work with whatever you can find and then you're not limited. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one up is more peco. Maripico. More peco. More peco. It stores seeds in its cheek pouches and it also wrote seeds in case it's in case its teeth are um too too not strong enough to eat the seeds. It can also or maybe just like maybe it just has good taste in food. It can also like toad evil, which is also like a hamster when it gets mad, it turns evil, so it's kinda like Is that an adaptation? If a predator gets you, but you turn evil and they're too afraid of you to attack, then they'll just probably run away and leave you alone. Okay, fair enough. That's an adaptation according to Lila. So our next one up, our final one is Dedenne. Um, what are its adaptations? It has whiskers that acts as antennas and it can move and communicate with other Dedenne. Yeah, it can tell them where food is or electricity. And this is another great adaptation. Uh, again, those social adaptations because it can ensure that the species as a whole survives. That said, Dedenne also, like, they absorb electricity from power plants and outlets and homes, so they're less likely to run out. So, yeah, a lot of adaptations. I do notice a lot of our rodents are electric types. Uh, Pikachu kind of started the trend there. So, that said... We're going to pause right here and we're going to jump right back in next time. Uh, we're going to come right back in. We're going to jump in, talk about more rodents, this time some of the bigger rodents and chinchillas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to kind of wrap up and talk, uh, do our closing in the next episode. But appreciate you coming in for this two-parter. Uh, thank you. and Can't wait to have you back for the next one. Bye. We'll see you guys later.